Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dim Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest goings on from the wonderful world of video games. We're here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week, I'm joined once again by disgraced and dishonest Dim Digital Gaming Quiz Charlatan. <laughs> It's the cheat, Tom Adkins, not Adcock. How's it going? I am absolutely fantastic, mate. He is an Elden um. Lord, which I guess is code to say that he has seen the credits of said Elden yeah. Ring after. I mean, how many weeks have you been hammering away at that? Oh, uh, I was. I worked it out the other day. Where was it? It was the thirteenth of March. I bought it. One, two, three, four. Two and a half, Five, more, one six, and a half months. Seven, seven and a half weeks. <laughs> How many hours? Your, uh, I've just clocked at 98. It's really bugging me. I might just stick two more just, hours just, in it. Just why you put it on for this and left it? Just left it running. <laughs> yeah. Two hours. Right. It really well, annoyed me to think it passed the fucking hundred. Oh, well. well that's, that's good. You know, un, un, you've got a hun, under a hundred hour clock of Elden Ring. That's got to be a little badge of honour, maybe. A lot of people... Especially the Adcock, Adcock Society and tipping into three figures with ease. I've got two, two, no, three trophies and I've got the platinum. Ooh. <laughs> but that two of those trophies are getting two endings. I've got to complete it another two times. Yeah. I mean, there are still people that were doing getting the platinum quite early. And I, I wondered whether it was like the yeah. other games where there was a few endings. But I think they found a way to save before the point of no return. Right. Offload yeah. it to a USB and then kind of go back and do it that way. I think, oh, I think that's the only way you it. could do it. As far as I know, but no, congratulations, sir! You've been uh, hammering away at that. So we won't we won't go overly bored into it, but I do want to get just brief kind of just a comparison, in fact, because I think we've got Adcock coming up with full kind of report and and review impressions in the next few weeks. We'll definitely revisit review as well um, and get a few more perspectives on it. But salmon in there as well. Salmon's in there as well. Yep, he's he's done it. He just picked Rolled. the post, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, oh, I just beat him. Oh, he didn't. He, get... said he, he got to the end boss before me, but right. I managed to beat them. Uh, but it was like hours. Excellent. <laughs> it was the same night. So the comparison um, I want is Sekiro, Elden Ring, difficulty. Yeah. Who's going to take the difficulty championship? I. T- it was fucking hard. Mm. But I still feel like this is probably the easiest Longsborn mm. game, even though that is that's not it's not an easy game. <laughs> but you've the the fact you can fuck off and do other stuff and level up and come back and yes. then wreck. You yes. don't have that option in Sekiro, so therefore I'd say Sekiro is harder and Sekiro's emboss. Even though this was a cunt, but yeah. Sekiro's <laughs> emboss was the mother of all cunts. Yes. Um, so yeah, Sekiro wins the difficulty, but Elden Ring is a very good game. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. I will get. I will get involved we'll get soon. Good. Yeah, I've started that God of War. 
going back. Yeah, I see I've, you have. I have unfinished business with, with several games. I say that's Elden Ring in itself. Well, the trouble is, if I really needed to, I could be putting that that easy difficulty on, and those, those Valkyries won't be I've a problem. I've got a feeling those. I've got a feeling that last one. I've got it's so still fucked hard. off it. I think I, I tried it on on easy. And I don't think it did any different. Uh, I still died. Uh, I've heard <laughs> that, that it's, well. it can be tricky. So I'm looking. For, I'm not looking forward to that at all. In fact, no, but no, that is a grind. You know, if I, if I did, let's just hypothetically say I did put it on easy. Like I'll be frowned at people would be like well we'll that's you but then my I argument is my argument is that um, you're doing that to get the platinum trophy that's probably the hardest trophy yeah. in the game yet it's perfectly acceptable for all these cunts to look at guides for the odin fucking crows that are everywhere yeah. like they're just following a guide <laughs> at that point yeah. it's like there's, there's no change yeah. in that all the treasure i bet uh, people yeah. are looking those up it's like yeah. well I'm just using yeah. a tool in the game. The I platinum trophy is not a badge of honour these days. It's following a guide, nah. isn't it? And just doing things yeah, in the right order. Yeah, that is true. I used to play in the 360 days. I need to, I've, I've had to go back and replay games because all of my trophies, I, play, I think like most of the gears I only played on easy. And I was like, jeez. Oh, was, fuck me. I, went for the, I didn't even, I used to baby normal. I used to think, Dirty casual. Yeah. Now, now when people took the piss, I was like, right, I better start playing get these games normal. But I went for the easy life, the feet up approach. No, um, well, uh, to be honest, sometimes I wish I, you know, I could do that, and I'll keep it to myself. I think because the the insults. Yeah, that's the trouble. <laughs> you just do that. But, but no. yeah, it's it's interesting because they get people that play like people will just play like a standard game and play on the like, fucking hardest difficulty and make it just a fucking chore. Yeah. Yeah, Biff's yeah. Biff does that occasionally. Um, he's he's been into that. No way, Bin's game so much. Well, yeah, this yeah he he does been in a lot of games, and that that could be a factor. Absolutely, why? Um, and then Evan, who we had on for the spoiler cast of Forbidden West, he does that quite often as well. But he doesn't bin games. That's he's, he's kind of like sticks with it and makes sure he finishes things. I can't remember the last thing he he didn't start and not finish so mm. at least there's a level of a fucking game, commitment man. there yeah well you got these fucking layabouts like Biff putting it hard and going it's too hard for me <laughs> yeah but didn't he he binned Exodus halfway through because he couldn't play it no he got to the he got very close to the end because he was telling me where he was <laughs> and I was like Biff look just carry on trust like yeah, yeah. 20 minutes just do this whatever <laughs> area you're in trust me and then he he did do it. He did actually finish oh, he that. Did, oh, he did, did he? Yeah, it was Assassin's Creed Origins well, he where he got to like the penultimate mission he and binned it. Literally did, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I think he saw Valhalla the way through as well, didn't he? In the end, second try, he had to second buy it again. Oh, to, to... played about. Well, he's played over hundred hours. So I assume he's finished it. If not, he's fucking milked that. Yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you message him and ask him about that Valhalla, oh, nice. and we'll get it a live reaction. I'll do the setup because we do come here to speak about some of the goings on in the gaming industry. Um, I'm going to start things off. This is a, this is what I would call a tentative best way to start a, a podcast, and it is delayed, you know, slightly lower yeah. tempo. But the, the reason why we're mentioning this particular game is because it actually was on our gaming's most wanted list, uh, which we need to do a refresh of. But now I'm kind of thinking we're close to June. Do we just kick the can down the road and relaunch that? You know, after the showcases mm. that we'll chat about a bit later, briefly. But the day yeah. before, which is a uh, you you described it Ooh. as if the division fucked the Last of Us, 
and then, <laughs> and then you'd, you'd get this game, which may well be accurate. But this has been really? delayed to 2023. It was originally scheduled for June this year, so it was literally around the corner from it. Mm. And it's moving to Unreal Engine 4. You know, that can... seems like a fucking huge... Yes. Ball lake. <laughs> I am not... I, get... I, I don't trust this. <laughs> yeah. Who are these people? Yeah, this is, this is the thing. If they were like... This is like their first ever big game as well. So I suppose... I... Well... You'd think that's just what. Well, I suppose. No, I don't suppose actually. I'm sitting there thinking they're going to want to make it the best they can, but yeah. moving it to a new engine, like, like, and it's only just come out. This, yeah, it's like, literally just come out the preview program for devs. So, I mean, yeah. look, I mean, there's a lot. Of, I don't, we don't know nothing about how this no, stuff works, but I think there's a general consensus that going from Unreal Engine four to five. In terms, if you know Unreal Engine 4 or a previous Unreal Engine, you will be okay with this. You've just got to learn a few new tricks, etc., etc. Mm. Perhaps it's not that big a deal, but to, I don't know, recompile the whole game, I don't know. I don't know. That's too mental. It always seemed recently, too good to be true anyway, the stuff that I've seen for this. It looked fucking glorious. Yeah, it looks very good. They've done a uh, NVIDIA like mm. the, uh, showcase showing off their ray tracing. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, the ray tracing thing, and it looked really good. And like you say, it was, said it was around the corner. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was all in. To be fair, I was, I was ready to buy it because I think like they released the record. Oh, they're going to change as well the recommended specs. Yeah, uh, and I think mine was just enough for it. So I was like, right, I'm committing. And now, yeah, obviously, if it's going to a new engine, then that could change. Well, that's really the other thing, isn't out. it? Because we we've played albeit a very small piece of that cherry in terms of the the Matrix demo that was on. Yeah, PlayStation, and also it's been released on on PC now. I saw the Digital Foundry boys did a oh, video on cool. that, and even powerhouses are struggling to get good performance out of it. Now that's something that's clearly trying to push things big in the fidelity front. So you could, I'm sure they could scale it back and get the frames up, but I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it's Seems always weird. You know, I'm not going to give away what I would put in my, you know, game is most wanted, but this sort of news means it might not make the cut on my end. No, no, I did. I've got to say, I did consider the hype this when this news broke. It was Steam's no, most wishlist game as well, apparently. That is insane, isn't it? Yeah. I there, is, there is some hype here, but <laughs> we'll check in back on it. Hopefully, they'll see some nice stuff there. Um, Fantasy Gaming League, nothing's really going on. This is actually a, a Oh, Baron Wasteland now. It is an absolute... It is a disaster. to buy a new game. There's no, nothing. Nothing to buy. Getting those back. No one bought that. Um, no one bought... Uh, no one had that little Japanese game, did they? That two... I can't remember what it's called. Taki... Um, something. It's like a little side-scroller. Nah. Hall <laughs> nah, had Stanley oh. Parable Ultra Deluxe, which... In the Grand Prix, is giving him a, a, a nice eighty nine. So he's Trek to Yo. Me. Oh yeah, no, that's you know what I saw the reviews for that this this past week, and I am somewhat disappointed in that. I thought that yeah, was I was going to say be I thought it was Devolver, so like Devolver, like I think it's like Wild Hog Games are the developers. Like, they don't, like, cool. but Devolver don't usually publish to, it, and it's not saying it's to it, but the scores are in the low 70s last time I checked, mm. which isn't not optimum. It is on Game Pass. So for those of you who oh, is it? want to just try things and maybe it'll stick with you, you can you can jump on there. But it is also available for on PlayStation. It's like 15 quid or less. So it's not a particularly big not investment big of a game. But no, Hall, Hall got himself Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe after about three years. He's had that on a list and it scored an 89. Oh, so well worth the wait. It's brought his average up to, to 80. 
One of the one I tried to sub in, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I mean, to be honest, you would have been been cool. close to popping the champagne bottles like that quadruple cool. if you'd got that in on your team as cool. well. So that was always an opportunity. But yeah, it's a bit quiet there. The, the transfer window won't open until June, so there's a few more weeks for mm. people to see it. Salmon doesn't quite cool. understand the rules before. still. Oh so yeah, I need to explain to him what these it, transfer windows are. Cool, especially closes we've had. I'll discuss this later, but a certain showcase has been confirmed. Oh, yes, um, yes. So that will definitely... Give um, some ammunition for people to start firing exactly. off, so people are going to have to be on their uh, their game there. Let's get into some of the news. So the big... We were off last week, bank holiday break. Holiday um, feet up. I checked, actually, speaking of the bank holidays, and in theory, we don't get one until... Because they fucked about with it. Because of this Platinum Jubilee, it's a oh, Thursday, cool, Friday yeah. at the end of June. That's weird, isn't it? I mean, it's a lovely long weekend, but I'd rather yeah, still have the, I'd have the Friday and Monday all day long, yeah, but that's not yeah. what's been installed. Now, our normal rule is if there's a bank holiday Monday, we take the day off, but that's that's scuppering us slightly because that falls that is, outside yeah. of us. So I don't know what we're going to do. I feel like we should have I feet up, but... Feet up, we just bring some champagne, get rats just get absolutely cane in the name of the Queen. Yeah. I don't get many we complaints could, for that. The, the, the Silver Jubilee. No. Get our jubilees out. But the next, the next legit, <laughs> legit Monday one will be not till the 29th of August. That's a fucking slog till then. We'll see. Anyway, oh. we were off on Bank Holiday Weeks. So there's been a few bits and pieces that have happened in that couple of weeks since we last spoke, but we're, we'll be here for a few more weeks. This is episode 98 as well. Oh, so we're closing on episode 100. We do have something lined up for episode 100. Uh, I'll just explain it now. There's no point holding it back. Like We've essentially <laughs> gone away and have decided to try and rank the top 100 games that have been spoken about on Idle Game Chat in the 100 episodes. Um, now, the exo- look, people are saying, well, how did you make that list? Surely you must have missed something. I've Almost certain I have, but I do keep a log of everything that's kind of um, reviewed on here. So they're, they're yeah. all in, and there were episodes where we did our game of the decades. So they're in games of the generation, games of each platform at the end of the generation. There was actually quite a lot of older stuff that made its way in as well. I basically did as good a job as I thought I could, and I've put a survey together, sent it out to the DIMP crew. They have voted on it. And the results are in. So Adkins and I, oh. as part of the episode, will just run through the top 100 games that have appeared on Idle Game Chat as a little bonus treat. Okay. So that's the plan. And if something tragically goes wrong, we'll be sticking to that. Oh. But we are episode 98 now. Then it'll be 99. Then we'll have our big 100. And uh, we'll oh. see where we land after that. It might pack up. Four hour minimum. Yeah, well, I don't want to be doing that. 20 minutes to run through 100 games. <laughs> <laughs> Try and do that. Really cut oh. people. Really cut people short. Anyway, the news: Embrace acquires Crystal Dynamics, Idos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal for three hundred million dollars. Square Enix also sells Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and other IP, plus over fifty back catalogue games. Crystal Dynamics, Idos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal will be part of a growing publisher, as we known as Embracer, um, along with. Around 1,100 staff between the three developers spread across the eight locations around the world. So these three studios are quite big. They've got you know good geographical locations. It's expected to complete between July and September this year, pending approvals, as we always say. 
Um, Embracer gets, as I said, Tomb Raider, Days X, Thief, Legacy of Kane franchises, the 50-back catalogue. Um, according to Embracer, so during the announcement, they were puffing their chest out saying that Tomb Raider has sold a total of 88 million copies worldwide and oh. Days X has done 12 million copies. Square Enix will keep... IPs like Outriders, Just Cause, and Life is Strange, plus a few more. And they've said, this is Square Enix's word, the sale will help, quote, investments in fields such as blockchain, AI, and the cloud, end quote. Also been reported that Square Enix lost $200 million on the two Marvel games, that's Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel's (laughs) Avengers. So that was uh, Eidos Montreal and Crystal Dynamics' last two outings. You can kind of see from their perspective why they might want to cut them loose um let's look at the free developers because how much should you say this is this deals for pocket chain 300 mil thank you that seems very low it does it it, yeah i think that's the general consensus for most people is that 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 is very low like these are these are studios that are pretty talented yeah (laughs) just a two made a franchise on its own yeah i mean that's a you know, so that's been around the, the gaming scene for, what, 20, 25 years. And the reboot... Re- but this is the thing. Is Square Enix has shown nothing but disdain for these studios throughout yeah. their entire... I remember when the Tomb Raider series got rebooted, we as gamers loved it. We all lapped it up and thought, oh, this is this is great. It's kind of like a... It's not even a return to form. It's this new version of, of Lara, like a modernised version. It's got all these cool elements in it. We all, I remember most people that I knew played it and enjoyed it. But then Square Enix had the gall to come out and say, well, it didn't meet our expectations. Yeah. Taking a big old shit on it. And I was like, well. <laughs> and they've done this consistently. Yeah. They've done it with Gone yeah, of the Galaxy. They said that's yeah. that's sold like garbage. So that can go on Game Pass. Phil, give us a yeah. bung. And there was even a weird comment that came out two, three weeks ago from the president saying that Japanese studios or developers shouldn't be trying to make Western games. So oh. I kind of get their saying because some of the worst cringe comes from yeah. them trying to imitate like a Western story yeah. usually. Yeah. But these, you know, Deus Ex games, Guardians of the Galaxy, another good, ga- good to great game in my in my mm. opinion. Deus Ex, I enjoyed Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. The f- the, the the three fucking Tomb Raider games that have, that have come out from from these three studios. I mean, Square Enix, Montreal are the ones that do Hitman Go and Hitman Sniper and Lara. So they're a mobile team, so we're kind of... Oh, sorry, right. we'll, we'll park you. You'll get renamed. <laughs> you won't be called Square Enix Montreal, trust me. They're not going to keep that there. But Crystal yeah. Dynamics and Idos are the two big ones. Mm. And seemingly, 150 mil pop. You can have the IPs That's as well. Cool. Get get off our books, Square Enix has said. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're at one of these shoot, if you're the, the, the lead of, say, Crystal or Idos Montreal, you... I think, to be honest, you're probably thinking, "Thank fuck those yeah. those cunts over at Square Enix." Jesus Christ! Yabba yabba yabba! Underperforming. Make yeah. make a live service Marvel game. It'll be a big. We'll, we'll make a good campaign. No, we need money <laughs> out of it. Uh, they really are fucks. No, this probably is good for the studio. Oh yeah, oh, very good for the studios. Poor fuckers. Mm. They're breathing down your necks, but. Um, yeah, it just seems like a low. Like you say, it does sound like just one of them off their books. Always complaining about low numbers. Yeah, they don't talk but... about any of the fucking other took they wheel out that does shit, do they? But always, no. it'll always be, well, that, that, that Avengers game. It's like, well, whose decision was that to be like? Because you've yeah. said consistently, like, the campaign of that, if it was just a campaign, yeah, it's actually it pretty campaign. good. That would have been a sort of Guardians of the Galaxy level. Yeah. 
Sorry, it wasn't as good as Garden, no. but it was good. <laughs> they were happy he'd been there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> happy to see us. But <laughs> they weren't. So I think this is good for the, the three studios involved and the people there. I hope that, I mean, embrace themselves. I mean, fuck me. I was trying to do some. I've heard of them, obviously. Yeah. But I was like, right, let's look into yeah. to what these fucks do. And it is. Yeah, they are fucking ginormous. I, I knew they were big, but I was absolutely shocked at the the size of these bastards so as of may 2022 so the way embracer works is just you've got this embracer group and then underneath they have parent companies about 10 of them i think and in each of those parent companies there's a number of studios or like i mentioned earlier off, off you know, they've got dark horse media that's a parent company and that that houses dark horse comics and dark horse Entertainment, so that's like one sort of thing. So they've got they've got ten of the, ten or so of these parent companies, and they all have different studios, different entertainment properties under them. So they've got 124 internal studios and publishers, and the overall group has about 14,000 employees in 45 countries. Ooh. So these fucks are ginormous. Revenue 10.6 billion last year. So they're making a packet. Headquarters are in Sweden. So over on this side of the pond okay. at least but um <laughs> yeah they've 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 got gearbox they've got 4a games um have got thq nordic as a publisher saber interactive gotch media people would have seen these when you boot up all these all these fucking video games they've got a lot of stuff yeah, so for them this is they're probably thinking well we're gonna get fucking tomb raider out if nothing else there's something yeah. interesting we could do with that in the future and you'll remember a few weeks ago there was an announcement saying new tomb raider game development on unreal engine oh. 5 oh yeah cool they've crept that up and gone yep that's how we'll have that so beautiful so they're laughing um look if it gets crystal and idos making away from making live service to i mean square enix yeah. just fucking published Babylon's Fall, for fuck's sake. Mm. I'll go through their games in a minute and you'll see how many fucking bombs are on there. (laughs) Platinum, they're not, they're not, Platinum aren't shit, are they? No. And yet they've been, they've wheeled out crap under Square Enix's fucking stewardship (laughs) and it makes you wonder, (laughs) doesn't it? Anyway, let's go into Square Enix. So, (sighs) Final Fantasy, yes. (laughs) Excellent, we love it. But they don't have to do some weird things. They are one of the ultimate mercenaries. (laughs) Of, yeah. of the gaming industry as far as I'm concerned um, are they leaning themselves up cutting off some of the trimming the fat as some people say <laughs> to make themselves appetising for someone like Jim Ryan to open his checkbook and say well look, That's, we've got yeah. we've got a lovely relationship with you with Final Fantasy 7 Remake we're going to have a lovely relationship with you about Final Fantasy 16 the home of Final Fantasy is on PlayStation. Kingdom Hearts, we'll take it in. We're gonna we'll look after that. Yeah. Could could this just be simple as you know, this streamline a bit and uh, hope someone, and maybe a Jim Ryan, I'm comes people. in and says we'll be having yous. Yeah, I can see. It definitely feels like it's heading that way. Now yeah. you said that, that does ring bells. Alarm bells are be ringing, but should that be good yeah, for I PlayStation? They they're inconsistent. <laughs> they are inconsistent. They're picking up studios. They that would be their biggest. Balan Wonderworld. I forgot about that last year. Mm. Like one of the worst rated games of the year. Yeah. And they've got another in, like I said, Babylon's. Who, who's doing that for Spoken? That is um, that is Square, but it's the, uh, what's it, it called? Square. Luminous Productions, the Final Fantasy oh. 15 
crew. Uh, so again, we know that might be. I mean, it looks all right to me, but you, you never know really yeah. these things. Because to be honest, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin looked all right, but that's fucking yeah. weird when you get your hands on that. You're like, what are we doing yeah. here? Team Ninja again, come off the back of Neo, which is widely regarded as fantastic games for people who love Souls-type games, oh. and then they wheel mm. that out to, to low 70s and shrug their shoulders <laughs> at it and say, well, <laughs> sorry, but that's given what we were given. Live service. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know no. this. I don't know what I they're do, doing. Yeah. <laughs> now, how long did Kingdom Hearts 3 take to get out? It would but be a big years. acquisition. It would be, oh, yes. If, if Sony yeah, yeah. grabbed them, it would be a big acquisition. I, I just don't think... I still think there's just too much crap there. Yeah, there is a lot of shite in there. Yeah. There's a lot of just bad out. decisions that they seemingly make. I suppose if they got took over, they, would, they wouldn't be making those decisions. But I'm not sure Jim really has the, no. the chops to and turn something So they made around. a statement about... Keeping franchises like... Uh, what was it? Um, Outriders, uh, Out- Life is Strange, Riders. Just Cause. But that would go with Cause, and that would go with Jim's plan for live service in it. Oh, don't! Was it him? Yeah, it was. Well, he wanted twelve live service games out, didn't he? Yeah, ten. But he, he might have put it up to twelve now. He might have had a wine, like me and football. I'll bump it up a couple. He's gone. Yeah, we had a couple of two. There. Well, here's the interesting <laughs> thing about you say Outriders and the live service. Because there's another news story, which I didn't know if we was going to get to. I thought, I'll, I'll bin it if we run out of time. Um, and I won't even bother reading much into it. But Outriders Studio, so that's People Can Fly, has yet to receive any royalties from the game. It hasn't broke even. So what are we doing there? Why, they want to keep hold of that for some reason. And you know why it's not broke even? Because we say live service, but there's no microtransactions in outriders nice. there's no there's no paid there dlc it's set up to be like that it's like Ooh. always online it's co-op it's got loot it's got experience it's got leveling up but it's actually a full game it's just like oh, a nice. big fucking gears of war game with yeah. different ways that it's not as i wouldn't say as good as gears of war but anywhere close but that's what it was like aiming yeah. at and yet it got tarnished with this mm. live service brush but they haven't got any of the yeah. fucking money to back it up because there's no there's no, <laughs> there's no monetary avenues to it <laughs> So again, oh, Square dear. Enix. This, this, I know this. I know the studios are obviously making the games, but they are steering the ships. Mm. They're making They're decisions. Having a laugh over there. Well, Thank you're having a laugh you. saying that. <laughs> Life is that strange. Is true colours, maybe. That's that was all right. Mm. That's working that was away say, that. yeah, that's, that got I don't know. Weird. Yeah, it's an odd one. Very strange. Um, I hope the best for the yeah. I hope the best for Idos and Crystal that we can get good Tomb Raider games or Day yeah, Six. Even yeah. if they maybe they go and do something else. I know Crystal Dynamics are still working on Perfect Dark with the initiative in Xbox and Microsoft, so that's unaffected by this. They're still going to be doing a lot of work there. But there another Crystal Dynamics game like a Star Wars was a Star Wars. Or have I just made that up. Made it up, I reckon. Made it up. I was about to say, didn't they? Weren't they supposed to be doing a? F- Um, Marvel game <laughs> who's doing that I know that was Rocksteady thing wasn't it the uh, Wonder Woman I don't know actually that Wonder Woman because it was just a screen I just thought well I'm not going to even register yeah. that as a, as a real thing this is the games here yeah, this will tell us what's coming up what's coming up who's doing Tomb it Raider Perfect Dark that's it yeah that's it yep. so that's that I could have sworn that but yeah just those two then 
Christian Bale. Uh, right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Another acquisition. Quite low price, I would say. Um, yeah. The ga- games it's... haven't sold well, but again, is that no. is that poor marketing? Is it? Is it? We, we just don't. It'll be know, interesting really. to see under a new banner, wouldn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Just so it's, it's an interesting acquisition, and it's strange how cheap that is that sounds like they've gone yep yeah, we'll cheer that off and you can do that because we've got a guaranteed we've got a fucking handshake deal later yeah. with jim ryan he's going to buy us three Maybe. billion so i mean to be fair if the reporting of that the last two games that the two of those studios wheeled out between them lost 200 million you can kind of see why you're like right we kind of might need to get rid of you lot and they're like what like yeah <laughs> gonna have to let you go sorry <laughs> It will be redundant. This has been, po- <laughs> been imposed upon me by Jim breathing down my neck. But um, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how they land. It's all still yeah. going through, but hopefully yeah. some brighter bits and pieces for the Tomb Raiders and the Day Sexes. I mean, I never played Legacy of Kane, but people have, have I big interest in that. I remember vaguely playing them on the PS2, mm. like the days of the film. But yeah, imagine, I could imagine if you went back to them, there'd be an absolute barrel to it. They're always on like Steam. I think I had a wish list. It was like a quid or something. One thing that Embracer or the one of the, the parent companies beneath them seem to do is they have a good nose for just getting things out on modern platforms. Like remo- I remember there was that. Um, Fuck! I've completely blanked on the game. There's like a um, Red Faction. They had a remastered version of it. Oh, and that's right. Like, who would have? Who was asking for that? Absolutely no one. Yeah. And yet, people that like that game, I don't think it was much much good. But you know, there was an opportunity to play it. So I expect to see collections of these older games to appear on modern platforms. And um, we'll see what the future holds. I've said Tomb Raider apparently in development on Unreal Engine Five. Uh, that's years away as you'd expect but that's that more acquisition news more business it's getting into some technology and games VRR variable refresh rate finally lands on PlayStation 5 you can treat this a few ways one really lazy way to, to do this would be to say well you know Xbox has had VRR for four, three, four years now well what's it matter they're PlayStation beyond the curb. I kind of tend to think, well, that's a that's a fair comment, but that is lazy. That's a lazy right. way to cover it, isn't it? And Very. I want to avoid doing that simply because I think it does a disservice to people out there. It dismisses most people who just have a PlayStation Five. There's not many weirdos like me and you that have both of them. You've either got you've either got one or the other, and I know people out there listening have just a PlayStation Five. They just sit there and say, "Well, it's on Xbox. See you later. It's been there years." Next is no okay. good. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about is a good news story because it's better than late than never. It's there mm. now, and this has been something that's been promised since the PS Five launched. Almost like oh. so it's not going to be here at launch, and people are like, "Oh, all right." Um, but it is finally here. All's well that ends well. 15 months. Yeah. Mate. What is VRR, some people are asking. They are, they're shocked. But basically, you need a HDMI 2.1 compliant display or, or TV. And the long and short of it is, and I won't go into the, the, the big details, is that it will smooth out gameplay um, when your frame rate fluctuates. So if it goes from... 60 down to 50, down to up to 55, 
the end user should not notice that as 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 much as they would had VRR not been there. So it smooths out any imperfections in that space. Now this implementation only does helps games that that are above forty eight frames per second. So if you're below that, you'll still see this choppiness. Most of this generation, I would argue. I don't think this has really been much of a requirement because I think most of the developers have done a really good job at targeting either a 30 or a 60 and hitting it. Like yeah. have, Very rarely do we get games that have not been hitting it. Now, there is a case to be had for the 120 FPS type games where they're a bit more up and down, but then you, people, you, know, you can't notice them as much, etc., etc. But it'll be useful definitely for the 120 FPS crowd for sure. Um, but... Up until a little-known game called Elden Ring come along, it was almost like, well, it's, it'd be nice to have. But Elden yeah. Ring, look, poorly put together from a technical perspective, runs from 60 all the way down to 32 FPS in performance mode. It's it, it's all over the place. You've got the the PC version stuttering and spluttering its way to a 97 on, on Metacritic when it first comes out. And the console side, to be frank, the only way to get, a, or the the main way to get a smoother experience was on the Xbox because it had VRR. Mm. Now, PlayStation has VRR. This was a a timely use case because it's one of the few games out there which will show um, the advantages of this this technology of this this firmware update. And Adkins, I'm assuming you basically closed out the latter part of Elden Ring with VRR enabled. Enabled. And he's here to report back on, is it a load of digital foundry guff? Don't really matter. Mm. Or did it significantly increase and improve your gameplay experience for a game that we know hasn't been on top form when it comes to stable frame rates? So I give you the floor, sir. Well, with my findings... I didn't do a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did did some brief findings. I be, will be interested to see, to to go back and give it another little test once there is a dedicated patch patch made mm. for a certain game because there is, they've given us two options. You, well, not two options. There's two tabs. You can turn it on or off, auto or off. Um, and then you can also have a, t- a tab that will enable it for unsupported games. So it also so yep. it does like a sort of auto. Just thing. chucks it, it will... on and says, look, if it breaks the game, don't be coming for us. Exactly. Not that boost mode on PS4 Pro. Exactly that. So with that, and I wonder if my findings were due to this not having its own dedicated patch. Cool, it's going to shit on it all. I'm happy to announce that for the most part, it did improve my performance of thing. But... I could see it kicking in. <laughs> that's because now, it drops below 48 FPS. Right, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. Wow. That's the key. Cool, he's muted himself by accident or either on purpose. Well, bloody have, I have. There he Went is. Press, I, mean, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I got all excited. Uh, <laughs> um, I think yeah, it's so John Linneman. Right. He's getting sweaty about it. <laughs> Good old Johnny. Um, Hello, John. Do you reckon that will? Nah, he's busy, isn't he? Uh, Do you think that will carry on if they did a dedicated patch, or just because it still drops? Or well, I think the uh, so Digital Foundry have done a video on this. I think if you do a dedicated patch, you can do more with it. Like you can trick it. You could. I mean, one thing you could do is just turn down very slightly 
a level of detail so it doesn't go below 48 fps right it limits it that way but i think they can do other things the way that it's been implemented on the playstation 5 is that the developers can actually do a lot more with the with the vrr like insomniac have gone out there and basically unlocked all their frame rates at the higher end so you can have like performance rt uh, performance ray tracing mode running from anywhere between 60 and 115 frames a second and because you've got vrr mm. enabled it will look like buttered ass oh, so right. if you've got i mean insomniac <laughs> are just great with things like this they always mm. seem to yeah, come they up really with, do with the, they've done the 40 fps mode in rift apart which was excellent yeah. and as soon as this came out they were on that list of like games that have been patched and redone they've spent the time to i love the work they do yeah over they there. do really they um, do so yeah, I think with a dedicated that, patch, yeah. they could f- absolutely make this a, a yeah. better experience. But you're saying, so you know, in terms of percentage, though, is mm. it is it a big improvement from what you had? Was it still noticeable? And you're still like, it's, come on. There was still some, in, and it was it's one certain area I went to. It was like some sort of like misty woodland area, mm. but, and you'd always have like wind blowing, and that's where I always noticed that was tanking the most. Yeah. Um. So that I, that's instantly where I went back to done and like i say it started off and i was like cool it's still here and then all of a sudden i just heard it go and then it just and then it was flawless and i was like right that's yeah. weird but there was some sort of j- jaggedy in there yeah it wasn't i wouldn't say it's clear cut night and day um but yeah i could certainly see it kicking in so yeah i'll, I'll be interested to give another go uh, once there is a dedicated patch but well if they working. do one they might not bother from software no, they could. Too busy fucking patching out cheeses. <laughs> leave it alone and get the game running, you prats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, they don't really seem to have done much with uh, there. They're just no. expecting to go and buy up a fucking PS4 or they something. They don't give a fuck, do they? They don't give no. a shit. Yeah, so, but, I mean, so VRR will work on, You can, as Adkin said, you can turn it on. It will it will try and work for most games. Uh, some games have mm. specific patches where they harness it much better. Um, it won't work on PS4 games, so Ooh. if you have a uh, no, no. a PS4 version, then that won't that won't kick in for that. But any PS5 game, you can force it on yeah. if you want to. Which Shelley is... makes about, about the screen turn. I remember, I think it was like Far Cry. Yes, you get a lot of that. I think I, re- I didn't buy it on PlayStation because I remember having a dodgy. Yeah, fucking screen tearing Biff, session. Biff commented on the screen tearing on Far Cry Six several times. Yeah, he did, he? And when they? Biff notices yeah. things like that, you think, "Cool, that must be bad," because he's <laughs> he's not all there, is oh, he? Talking to Biff, has he got a? Has he responded he to an earlier question? Shelley no. also said it's a good it's good news it's good for the consumer. So why give it a negative spin? Correct, Shelley. That's exactly where we're trying to we're trying to come. At. And sometimes, to be honest, like, we get roped into these little stupid wars and are like, well, Xbox is it. It's yeah. like, I'm trying to actively not do that because it's just, it really is easy to do that. But mm. let's speak about this for people that have got a PS5 and have been waiting for this because it, yeah. it will improve, to a certain extent, many of their games. Yeah, games, but just for the listeners waiting, they've been waiting all, all podcasts for this. The answer to this question: yep. Biff did not finish AC oh. <laughs> AC Valhalla. No, but very close. <laughs> the story of that boy's life, indeed. <laughs> well, that's that's VRR type. I mean, I'm, I'll be. I said to you, I'll play Elden Ring once VRR's there. Molding it to you. Well, well look, you're talking go. about dedicated patches now. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I've got to wait for that. 
We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, fair, they have been... I'm going to play. I just like to kick the can yeah. down the road. Just wait till yeah. the game's out of beta and then I'll, I'll play it <laughs> yeah. once, once it's running, running well. Yeah. Um, got a little bit of potential. Well, E3's dead. We know that. But yeah. Summer Games Fest has announced its date and it's going to be June the 9th. So oh, that'll be that? a lovely little showcase there, which I guess is going to be that probably is. the big one for oh, the summer. Thursday. It's a like Thursday, two. yeah. It's two. Two in the morning job. No, it's about it? six o'clock in our time, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, don't Ooh, it's, I don't think it's too terrible. And then Xbox and Bethesda are doing a showcase on June the 12th, which is a Sunday. That's one it's, that one's at 6 p.m. So Ooh, we have to try and organise right. a post. Well, <laughs> post podcast, I was thinking. <laughs> that came well with piss up. Yours, didn't we? Didn't we watch like an English watched EA one, yeah. EA one, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Fucking awful. Get that going again. So they're, like the, December. they're the two things we've, that have been announced there. So that's that's good. They're ploughing ahead. Question of the week. Here's the question of the week. Ooh. Will Starfield appear at Summer Games Fest just a few days before the Xbox and Bethesda showcase? Oh. It can be a teaser. It can be just a little <laughs> glimpse. It might be like, here's something for you on Sunday. But... Will Jeff have secured some level of Starfield? Ooh. Because we've even seen Microsoft do a conference or a showcase, show a bit of Halo Infinite, and then they gave away the release date on Jeff's yeah. um, opening night live for Gamescom. So oh, yeah. you know, they got a little bit of rapport going there. Jeff's like, look, I can, I've got, I've got more eyeballs than you. Let's be honest. I well, can, this I'm... is the thing. Yeah, he he got Elden Ring, didn't he? Yeah, that was his his big. So I would. I could see that happening. Yeah, that is that definitely could be potential. That is that that could be the big one. Do we think it's still coming now this year? Yes, has you to. Do. Starfield has to is. Do. Yeah. It, if Phil was blown that, Phil, you know, you talk about him being a friend of the worry. show. That's on the Got chopping nothing block. Yet. Well, I suppose we've seen in-game footage, but not actual gameplay. We're gonna get Starfield's coming. They're not gonna let us. I mean, they can. Anything oh, can happen. Yeah. I, I face it with that. But generally, I think there's such an important game. It's such a. They announced it last year, so 18 months in advance almost. Yeah. I kind of feel like they it's wouldn't. Not a war killer. We still haven't got an official release date for Get God of nah, War. Yeah. I mean, no, we've got none of that. But <laughs> there may be some but. news that the final piece of the puzzle may point towards something for Sony, but. Right. We've got at least E three of a fake E three building here. Yeah. Um we'll do a preview of those in the week before and yeah, we'll probably yeah. have some leaks and stuff to go off. But it's nice to see those those announced in like a, a nice tight window as well. The ninth and the twelfth, that's kind of the same week and weekend, which is good. Yeah. Um Jeff's also oh. doing IMAX viewings for Summer Games Fest mm. and the Game Awards. So that apparently his dad like... owns or he's got a massive stake in IMAX. Oh, so really? He's leaning yeah. on Papa. I'd wonder why that. Yeah. Papa's bit Papa's Maybe we'll bit do that at Dimp Day Out or go to spend all that kitty <laughs> down down the IMAX and get absolutely that, caned. That's a great idea. All the nerds um, really hating it as we chat over the important dialogue yeah. through all the trailers. <laughs> that would be quality. That Imagine that, well, I don't think they'll do but, the um, Game Awards in the UK because that'll be like three in the morning. The IMAX oh, won't be yeah. open for that. But... It did say UK for the Summer Games oh, Fest one, I think. Cool. Put the day off work. We'll go yeah, down Basildon. Book the week off. 
could do the public one. That is very true. But yeah, I yeah, I could see. I can't think unless there's going to be some. What else? So I I saw there's a leaked part of an interview where Keeley's talking to Howard. God. So they've. I think it's going to. I don't think it's going to be the blowout. No. I think they're going to say tune in. Here's a little glimpse of Starfield. It'll be a cut together trailer. And then it'll be like, tune in Sunday to see the big blowout. And then Howard's going to be up there 90 minutes going, look, here's the first, I don't know, 20 minutes part of the game. I hope they do that. I think that's kind of what it needs. They have said it's going to be 90 minutes, this showcase, potentially. Oh, 40 minutes on Starfield. I I I wouldn't (laughs) mind that. I actually wouldn't mind that. But I'm just thinking Mm. last year, we'll preview it properly, but a lot of the stuff they showed last year is just, where's that gone? Yeah. What's happening? Where's, Where's Redfall? Oh god, yeah, it's coming out in the summer. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Silly bastards. No chance. Final yeah, news so. story. Maybe a glimmer of hope for Jim. God. God. I've absolutely blown the tab that had the story in it. <laughs> it came up with all the cookies thing and blurred it out. A new Final Fantasy 16 trailer is set to air soon as the game nears completion. Producer oh. Naoki Yoshida provided a fresh update on the delayed game. He was actually speaking at a, a near reincarnation of Final Fantasy XIV crossover live stream. I don't know what that's, <laughs> that's all about. And he said the game was finished and would be released in the near future and that they're basically <laughs> just going to be polishing it. Um, so when it's final stages, it's been gone for two and a half years, it feels like. We know mm. Sony had their claws in on this. The rumour on the street is a May showcase for Sony. Mm. Could that be where we see Final Fantasy 16 and Kratos and Atreus trying to avoid Ragnarok? (laughs) What's the the percentage bet on a PlayStation showcase or a Sony showcase in the month of May? In the month of May, I can... Could see that as a fuck you two. We're not getting involved in any any of your fake. They don't want it friends. near it. They won't want it near it. No, they will not want that no. near it. So yeah, I can't see them going off. Uh, when did did they do a big one? Did July? I can't remember. They did it they last year. Like... I feel like it was maybe May or July. Yeah, either either side of it, they definitely done one. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I reckon that is that could happen very well. And yeah, it has been so long since we've seen anything. Yeah. So, Matt, yeah, I'm going to go May. I'm going 80% May. 80% May. I'll go 60 just to just to rein it in a little bit. Yeah. But um, I think that'll do for the news Excellent. part of the section. We have cool. some gaming impressions lined up. In fact, I know what it's going to be this time, so I know more than you yeah. for once. You've got the Forgotten City Ooh, and nice. Final Fantasy VII Remake Mission Integrate DLC. Ooh, double. So look forward to that. And uh, thanks for joining us on this week's episode. We'll endeavour to be back next week, or I can never promise anything. You never know what might happen. Uh-huh. We might get to episode 99 and go, fuck it. I ain't doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Suck <laughs> it. I might go, no, I'm going to go and play golf instead Back. on the weekends. Pick up, a nice, pick up a new hobby. Do it that way. <laughs> but no, we, we appreciate you listening or watching wherever you may be. And we'll see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with another session of some impressions for some video games that we've been playing recently. 
um, absent Adkins here to see you out for this week's podcast. Two on the docket this time. So cool. breaking a normal tradition, I'm going to try and fit in a couple. We'll see how it goes. Might, um, if I keep making these intros longer, then we absolutely will run out of time. If I just got on with it, <laughs> everyone would be quite happy just to, to move on. But this time I've got, first of all, the Forgotten City. Ooh. So this is an interesting one. Because mm, I've, I've got no real experience with the developer because it was a fucking mod to start with. <laughs> so, oh, was that the, pub, not PUBG. Um, well, that wasn't mod. Did that start with a mod? No. Pub, uh, no, Daisy. Daisy that started Daisy, as a mod, no. yeah, for armor. This is not, this is not dissimilar, but what they've, what they've done with the Forgotten City is rather than rebuild it using the same tools, they kind of started from scratch again and done it and redid it changed the setting as well because originally it was like skyrim setting so it'll be like dwarves and things like that this is now roman empire setting so it's a much much more different setting because there's a, a no clip documentary about the forgotten city which only worth watching unless you've played the games i think they do they, they skirt around spoilers in the game but there's certain stuff they say and i was like yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that um, <laughs> if, I, if i was do you watch it after I did, yeah. Literally, oh, as soon as I finished it, I was like, I've had it on my playlist for ages. I'm going to go sure. and watch that. But it's with um, like the, the lead, which is Nick Pierce. Um, it's an interesting story because he was working at like a law firm and was doing mm. the mod on the side. And then I think there was like a, I don't know if it was PC Gamer or a, a big article went up and was like saying how successful it's been. It had been downloaded millions and millions of times. And then oh, it got back to his work and someone was like, Nick, is this you? And he was like, uh, yeah, that's what I'm just going to do in my spare time. And then they made it abundantly clear that he needs to stop doing that. He needs to be focusing on his law career. Cool. And, you know, not that was like not the main reason, but, you know, that was one of the catalysts. He thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to pack up, quit him, cool. then went off and, and made the Forgotten City for real. So out of the, the Skyrim mod. And um, here we are. It's here on, it's another Xbox Series X Game Pass jobby. Cool. Um, Absolute dividends, that's pain. It does for these kind of smaller titles. If Phil's not going to keep churning out first-party stuff, they do a half-decent mm. job. But it's, I find yeah. these games more compelling than, say, we had the Rainbow Strix, Six Extraction earlier mm. in the year. We yeah. had you know, the Outriders last year. Yeah. Um, like these games that blood. are third-party, like they're quite high-profile, but they just don't... Don't, don't tickle bollards. There's no. a reason why they're on there often because they're not the a bit of a lukewarm reception before they come out. Mm. But this was these sort of things I I love to dive into, knowing that it's not long as well. It's like a ten hour jobby to kind of well. get through. But you, those that have been listening for a few weeks will know that I've been spending a lot of time playing these time loop games. So we had mm. we had twelve minutes. Cool. Then we had fucking game of the decade, according to some outlets, in in Deathloop, mm. and then we get the Forgotten City, which is you oh, know a, essentially a time loop. So I will I will set up the parameters the of the game just so it gives you an idea of what's going on because um, it's it's quite a, not a strange game, but it's quite unique because there's not a lot of combat and whatnot. It's a lot of conversational and sort of problem solving. Mm. But essentially, you randomly wake up on the side of this river. Um, you get to choose your name. They're like, who are you? So you choose a name, what you look like, etc., etc. Male or female, that good stuff. And then there's this, this lady there 
um, who, who, who presumably has, has saved you, saying, oh, my friend's gone missing down the road somewhere. Can I ask that you go and look for him? Um, blah, blah, blah. And you can say no, but eventually you have to say yes. So this is all... Um, it's very... You can tell it's been made from like Skyrim mod because it does that thing where when you're talking to someone, it zooms in to their face and then you have like the dialogue options come underneath. Yeah. So it's very much like from mm. Fallout, from the Elder Scrolls games. Like if you've played those games, you'll be very familiar with them. So it's quite a bit of a... That's quite an old school approach to doing it because mm. even with Fallout 4, they did a bit of a change of even just the way the camera was set up. It was sort of cut between the characters whereas this is like... No Fallout freestyle. You're in the face Brilliant. of the character, um, talking to them, and it's all dialogue choices. Go bang, 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 and then get a response. Anyway, you go look for this poor fucker, um, and then you fall down a hole essentially uh, in, in like a, a temple, and you end up in um, this this Roman Empire uh, oh. city. So everyone there is is. Is, is, is in this time zone of, of the Roman Empire. So they're all dressed up like uh, all the, the rules that are, are in place. They talk a lot about things it's like... Ogre-om. Yeah, that's it. And it there's, there's a lot of that on. Um, there's a lot of talk about decimation, um, mm. which which makes sense when I kind of explain what the crux of the, the, the story is. Um, anyway, you kind of end up at this place. There's this little fella that introduced himself and he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? You should go and see the leader of the town. So you go and see... Um, the leader there and essentially this chap explains that the city is operating under a set of rules called the golden rule so it's actually one rule but it's encompassed Ooh. by several rules essentially what that means is and this is why it relates back to decimation which is what they, they use in the Roman Empire if one person breaks one of these rules aka the golden rule then they are all wiped off the face of the earth. The gods come along, kill them all, basically. Oh. So they're, they're, living in a, they're living in a society where they have to follow the rules, like no stealing, no murder. Right. These, these are never explicitly Amendment. said to you. You don't actually know exactly what makes a golden rule and what doesn't. Although, mm. one of the first things I did, because I was wandering around being Snoopy in this fucker's like, little house that he's in, I went in his chest and saw he had some gold. I picked it up <laughs> and it triggered the golden rule. It, oh, the screen wow. shakes and then it, it goes... <laughs> and what happens is there are these statues that come alive that are all around the city and they fire arrows at you and they start to... Oh. They fire arrows at all the, the people in the city. They turn them to gold. So they go bang, they get turned to gold. When that happens, you have an opportunity to run back to kind of like the, the, the portal essentially and then reset the loop. So that's how you reset the loop. It will it will do that. Anyway, the the chap that's running the the city, he's kind of like the designated leader. He says at some point someone is going to break the golden rule today, and we're all going to die. I need you to find out who that is and stop uh, it. All right, so it's sort of like a murder mystery. It, type. It, it's a mystery <laughs> game. It absolutely game, yeah. is a mystery game that you that uses. You know, if you've played the Skyrim games or the Fallout games, mm. like you, you, clearly the influence is there just from the style yeah. and whatnot. This looks a little bit better, I must say. But yeah, the weird character look models, <laughs> like the faces and that—they look proper creepy. Yeah, they um. They do a, I think, a decent job, and you know the the DNA of it starting as a Skyrim mod sort of still shine through. So production values, you're not getting like cutscenes and all amazing action. It's all focused on, you know, faces and talking and whatnot. 
And so there you go. With, with that, you're kind of left to go off and start investigating. And the best way to do that is to start talking to people. So you start talking to someone and you'll realise they might have a problem or an issue um, that you can you, you can solve that issue for them um, by maybe getting a particular item or talking to someone else and persuading them not to, to do whatever they're going to do. And it just sets off a chain of events that you've got to then try and manage and chase down all of these leads and it, with the intention of breaking the time loop and saving the city. That's kind of like your, your goal at the end of the day. Mm. And... I've never really played anything quite like it where it's it's so reliant on just dialogue. Just dialogue, yeah. dialogue, dialogue. You're chatting to people. They're giving you a... You get a good... There's probably just shy of two dozen people in the, in the town or the city or the village. And they all have a story to tell. Like, mm. eventually you'll become so familiar with them, you'll just know them by name by just wandering past them. You'll know their history. You'll know what fucks them off. You'll know what's annoying them and you'll know if you do nothing what potentially happens to them that day because over time you pick up on all the different events that are going on it's really interesting and i had a really good time with it um Mm. it's just one of those games that you just don't come along too often and to be honest out of all the the time loopy games i play the 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 two i mentioned earlier this is one of the this is better than 12 minutes for sure and even You know, Deathloop gives a run for its money. They're, they're, they're different Ooh. games. That one's an action game. Yeah. This is the complete opposite to that. Mm. But it's great. Um, it's really, really is good fun. Now, obviously, as you you can see if you look the game up, it's not the best looking game. Um, no. It runs it's nicely though. Very serviceable though. Definitely. Oh yeah. I, I mean, start. considering it looks, like the world it looks incredible. Considering there's like three people full time that worked on this. That is, yeah, that is impressive. It's, it's crazy what they've done, really. It's crazy good. Um, so there's, yeah, I, I just think it's a really good, you know, effort. I like, I mm. and it's obviously it's been inspired from the mod that he had done. So I'd be interested mm. to see what another game would be like where he didn't have that base. Like obviously mm. he'd written this idea into the Skyrim mod and adapted it for a a, a solo game. But if you mm. like storytelling, narrative stuff, and, and mysteries, this is well worth a go. Well worth is the is there a healthy balance of sort of the narrative, right reading elements compared to the action, quote unquote action? Because um, I do find that sort of you'll get to there'll be a hefty lot of reading. And then you'll start to get into some action, and then all of a sudden it will just chuck you back into reading mode, and you'll be like, "Cool, oh, bloody hell, get me back into some action." Yeah, but they balance that quite well. So there's not a lot of action in it, to be frank. No. There's almost it's, there is some, but it's less than ten percent of the game. Right now, the right. thing that that makes this a little bit more palatable is that everything's voice acted. Oh. So all the characters are voice acted. So it's not like you know, walls of text that you're having to read yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Like no. people are, are talking to you and engaging with you. You're only reading your own responses and then returning them. Right. But I can see if you, if that sounds just not your bag, yeah, yeah. then, well, yeah, it's not your bag. It's like, there's nothing, your I, bag. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing I can do to persuade you otherwise. Do not go into this thinking it's going to be full on Fallout 4 action. No, not <laughs> even Skyrim of action. It doesn't have any melee combat to speak no. of. Like you, you, you no. can get a bow and then use that. That's essentially like, you know, the, the level of action that you're getting. But it's about exploration. It's about yeah. solving puzzles via 
your awareness of the environment and just as uh, you know the, these type of games as things start to click in your head and you start realizing things and working things out they do they do a really clever thing with the the kind of the quest completion because when you've solved someone's quest like, or their lead or whatever it is or their mm. issue obviously when you die or you go back in the next loop that's all gone again you keep, right. you keep your uh, items and whatnot, and you keep yeah, your knowledge, yeah. but that person still wakes up going, oh, my back hurts, or whatever it is. Uh, but what they do, which is really clever, is the little fella, the first fella that you walk out of that first time and chat to, he says the same thing. He's like, oh, hi, stranger, what are you up to? You can cut him off and just say, can you go and do X, Y, and Z for Bernie? He's got a bad back. And he goes <laughs> off and does it. Oh, excellent. So rather than you having to then go through the same cycle yeah, of doing of course, helping yeah, yeah. Bernie out of his bad back, you send him off and he does it. So if you're trying oh, to then stack um, outcomes to see what's going to happen at the end of the day, that's a really efficient way of doing it because you don't have to actually physically go through the rigmarole, go through all the dialogue choices again, la, 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 la. Um, that's a really clever little device they've popped in there, someone else that can carry out quests that you've already done and you can see him running around, seeing everyone. Like it's funny watching him run around, chatting to him, saying, "Do this, do that," and you're like, "Yeah, that's my boy. He's doing my work for me." And over time, you build up more of these things, and you just you get him to do them. So you can oh. you can kind of um, peel back the onion of the the story. Yeah, I bet that would get on your fucking tits. Because when I first did it, I was like, "Oh well. fucking hell, I've got to go through mm. this whole rigmarole again." But that's a really smart yeah. way of. Solving that issue. Yeah. Absolutely. One thing that does annoy me just slightly, you can die in this. So you can you could jump off something and die. Oh right. If you if you break the golden rule or someone else breaks the golden rule, um you can get killed by those archers. Uh now I don't like the fact that you when you die, you have to reload a save. It just it just reset the loop. My point exactly. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. a. We know time loops bollocks. It don't exist. Yeah. But in my head, it just feels like this kind of undoes a bit of the time loop element that your character can. Yeah. There's, there's an outcome where they can just die. I was like, surely, I don't know. You could just put a narrative device in there where if you die, the day just resets, and then yeah. that's that's sort yeah. of your punishment rather than it being like, oh, just load your save. Because that's more frustrating sometimes because you think, oh, I've got to reload that and it's like seven minutes ago. And you can do a lot in seven minutes. Right. So you think, yeah, to yeah. try this again, I've then got to do those fucking same bits yeah. again. Whereas if you, the loop reset, you could go and do something else for the day or you could go and get old fucking matey boy to do it if you'd got to the, yeah. like, the completion stage. So that's the one thing that just bugged at me. And I know that's a really, that's a small thing. It's not really a, yeah, yeah, a major criticism, yeah. but the way that Ronnie works is that he has these rules in his head. If you start breaking them... He, he gets yeah. gets the ump with him. Nice. Was this a, did this run well? Or was this an old? No, it old ran. Set? No problems. No pre- problems with performance. No problems with any oh, um, stability issues. Like really clean, considering again what a, a small team that put this together, mm. and um, just super impressive given the the resources they had. Yeah. Obvious rooms for improvement. Like it, it is kind of what it is. It's not. Yeah. The, um, you know, they have all the gameplay mechanics that you typically have for. For games these days it's very much a narrative focused mystery game but for that job it does a does does a really good mm. job and i'll be really interested to see what they do next now i've definitely got an eye yeah. on whether he comes back to the table with another idea 
Yeah. Any other questions about the Forgotten City before I... Why is it going black and white? What's that mean? I think that's when you've triggered the golden rule. Oh, is that the golden rule? I think so, yeah. I can't remember now exactly why it would do that. Um, Yeah. But yeah, if you love your, like... Mythology for gods, like the, yeah. from, from Romans and from yeah. from other periods, like it's very heavily linked into that. I know mm. some people. I think Adcock likes all that stuff, so he he yeah. he's um he would enjoy this. In fact, he's I know he's played parts of it. I don't think he ever quite finished it. Done a bit of a biff on it. Ah. The world building does seem pretty extensive as well. Like you can see, it's got that sort of element from Skyrim where you're picking up items and can look at it, and it's got yeah. information and all that. Yeah, there's 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 depth to like the the the, yeah. the universe they've created here it's really um it's really 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 decent and the narrative itself you know the moment to moment stuff the people you meet's really good i'm not convinced the overall arcing story necessarily is the best thing in the world so that's another right. thing maybe i would go yeah perhaps not but when you're dealing with time loops you've kind of got to give up any sort of you know expectation yeah. that it's going to come together amazingly well because it's it's difficult to do um, but no, super mm. impressed with the Forgotten City. Mm. Therefore, I'll give it 8.0. Oh, solid eight. A solid silver. Mm. Lovely. Well done, Nick, for throwing your law career away. <laughs> and making this game for me to play. And then taking money off Phil to put it on Game Pass. So I don't yeah. Well done. Well done, Nicholas. Interesting. Oh, there you go. In the bag. In the bag. Right, moving on. Final Fantasy VII Ooh. Remake. Cool. Episode Intermission. Blimey. Or Yuffie DLC. I don't know what. Yeah. I think it's called Episode Intermission, which means nothing to, to anyone, really. But this is the um, DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, we've played the game. We've played the base game. Both enjoyed it thoroughly. And this that's two people that haven't finished the original. Oh. And no. I've been going back watching the original because I'm not getting involved playing it. That's just my way. <laughs> that's just my way of dealing with older games yeah. and just having time to do it. Like setting aside yeah, yeah. 25 hours to do that, I'm just not going to be able to. Whereas I can watch an hour or two every week on a YouTube video in some downtime. So I've been doing that. But yeah. this is a you know an added piece of DLC, not featured in the original games. This is all new, a kind of a new backstory for the character Yuffie. Um, who is actually, in fact, in the original, like an optional party member. You can miss her. I think most people find her, but you can you can miss her throughout that game yeah, if you're if you're breaking so it. Yeah. I don't think I'm up that to that pit yet, but I possibly may have seen her because yeah, when this was announced, I sort of thought, don't recognise her or anything. So no it's choice they've gone for it, but no, what well, just kind of to me signposts that in the next part she's going to play a role. You know, right, probably yeah. with, with cloud and whatnot, and I don't, I don't know where it'll go because the you know as we've, we've spoken about before, this is a this is mm. a unique way to to remake a game. But the setting for this particular piece of DLC is kind of during the main game. I'd say right. it's kind of just between Acts One and Two. Um, right. Yuffie comes in to to the slums and and wants to find this rare materia. Um, and um, she's out to do. That's basically the mission there. And obviously, with it being a, a video game and a story to be told, that you know, there's, there's other things that happen. But she's she bumps into like, the local avalanche guys that you you would have recognised. Um, 
got it got it in for Shinra, so she's going into to basically to infiltrate their uh, their base to get this ultimate material that's there, um, and then escape. That's kind of like a, a plan. So you've got one, you've got it's split into two kind of parts. The first part is in like the the slums, um, yep. so you'll, you'll you'll enter the slums, and there's a few like little side quests. That little VR fucker's there, so you can go and fight. Oh some, yeah, yeah. Fight some battles to earn those those summons that come in. It's worth worth doing. And then there's like a um, like a mini game, like a tactical. Ooh. Um, how to describe it really? It's not a MOBA. It's it's like a MOBA, mm-hmm. but you basically it's like a it's a board game in in the universe. And oh, you, really? you put together a team of characters and cards, and then you spawn them in on the map, and then you let them they like travel and fight each other. And the idea is to defeat three pillars or the central pillar, all completely optional. But I did them all, so I, I found that mm-hmm. quite fun. Um, and there's like a dungeon area, which is pretty much like the the, the first episode part. You'll right. you, know, you, you go and do that, and then it will click to episode two. And then the, the the second part of the episode is in in the Shinra HQ. You'll go there and actually carry out the mission. Um, but it's set it's set between sort of certain events within the the core game, the and it's it's fun seeing those characters, some characters again that you've bumped into in the main game, mm. and seeing like a bit, a bit of extra ones. Some of the more sort of comedic relief ones you'll remember and think oh yeah I remember that guy or that girl and hmm. you know you get to see them you know, in, in a different light hmm. um, but really I mean Yuffie plays quite a lot differently to a lot of the other yeah, characters in there that. she mm. does have a style it's more of a range style I'd say like you can throw um, out like a ninja star sure and, hit, and, and hit them with it and then you can start piling on like magic damage oh. whilst that's sort of on them for a few times so a lot of evasive maneuvers um quite squishy so mm. don't want to be just trying to hunker down and taking on like, it ain't barrett like it's not right. yeah. <laughs> a brute it's a few big hits and she'll be on her ass and right you yep. do have a, a one party companion that comes with you throughout this right. um, his name's sonnen and he's a, he can take a bit more damage. The thing is, mm. though, you don't control Sonnen. Oh, you can not like you can't switch to him. Oh, right. So can you, you command him to do the moves like his ATB. Oh. That's it. So his specials and his ATBs you can command him to do, um, mm. and then you can also sync up attacks with Yuffie. So if you've right. both got a you know a, an ATB yeah, meter, you ATB. can you can have him like boost your your, your specials or one of your ultimates and that. You know, adds a bit more flair to it, but you have to charge that up as well. And your your ATB meter is charged slower when you've got like the the syncing up active. So mm. it's a little bit of a different change of pace in that you never fall away from controlling Yuffie, and you um, from a distance control something to help out. Offers mm. you know you're a little bit more. I found it a bit more difficult, but then again, I hadn't played the game in months, and I, I mentioned this weeks ago. That I really struggled for the first part yeah. of the game. I just, it's a tough, it's it's tough at first. It is. It, I just I, I did kept dying, of yeah. I Just kept on dying. And it is. what was frustrating is it did click eventually, mm. but not till probably two thirds in. Mm. I'd say. Oh, okay. And the thing that really helped me was is that in the sort of the second episode, there's like a little optional training area. Where, I don't know if you remember in the original, you could like um, it's destroy boxes in a certain amount of time. Oh yes, I remember that. Yeah, bonus boxes. That's it. And that. So there's another yeah, area yeah. for that for Yuffie, and that's where I really got to grips with how her, oh, she worked and the best way because yeah, yeah. I wanted to get the top scores. I was trying that, and after that, I was pretty good with her. 
So I wish they put that at the beginning of the in the first episode because I'd have gone straight in there and just been like, right, I need to get acclimatized oh, to this. Mm. Um, but they, I don't know if that's the game's fault necessarily. That's player skill, isn't it? It's like yeah. it wasn't impossible. Like, no, absolutely wasn't impossible. And towards the end, I wasn't getting close to being put down. So I clearly got back in the groove of things. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it was a. Just watching footage from this um, this MOBA esque thing that you were talking about. Yeah. It looks, yeah, it looks sort of, I, did, I didn't know nothing about this. It's like completely different setting as well. It looks like a sort of cartoony esque. Compl- it just looks like a different part of the game. It's incredible. Yeah, and there's just people. Is it quite sitting around in the in the slums that you go and you go and challenge? Mm. Um, oh right. It's um. It's funny. It's called Fort Court Condor. The Fort, Fort Condor. Condor. Yeah, and I don't know how to describe it other than you choose your loadout of different like characters, mm. and then <clears throat> you have a bar. I think it's an ATB bar actually. And if you've got enough over time, that charges. And when you've got like nine hundred points, you can deploy like a stronger enemy. Three hundred mm. points, you can deploy a weaker enemy. And each each character. Oh, sorry, just not saying enemy. Each sort of piece on your board. Each character has like a strength in melee, ranged, or I think they call it vanguard, which is like a mix. And it's like right. a rocks, paper, scissors. Yeah, so okay. melee is really strong against ranged, Ooh. but vanguard is really strong against melee, and range is really strong against vanguard. So it's a case of like seeing mm. what the enemy's doing and thinking, right, they've got a load of range stuff. Let's chuck my melee down there and, you know, trying to figure out those sort of tactics that are going on as well. And then eventually you unlock different like board pieces that are more powerful. So you could you eventually get like a thing you can put down. It's expensive, but it's like a factory. So it just prints out every ten seconds like a new melee character. So that mm. could be quite useful. It's quite. It's not overly in depth, but no. it was a nice distraction. I mean, I spent seven hours in this DLC in the end. Cool. So you know that was doing. Meaty. Did I do everything? I think I did everything that was sort of side available to me mm. and did the main game. So that was a pretty good... I think that's a good return mm. on the on the DLC. Yeah, and definitely. Definitely worthy. Yeah. The only thing I would the story, say... Go on. Story-wise, would you say it's integral for someone to play? If you've played Final Fantasy VII Remake, you don't... This is not necessary. Not necessary. At no. this stage. Right. Now, if the the... the the idea is that Yuffie's going to play a bigger role in Remake Part 2. This would be, I feel like, a useful companion piece because you're going to get to know who she is. And I can yeah. only assume that's the direction they're going because they've made a DLC for her. Um, so it's probably one of those things that I would, you know, once we get more details about when you know the second part's coming, dive back into this, pick it up on a sale or whatever and, and do it. I think it'll be a nice yeah. primer because I can't see how in the second part she's not going to appear somewhere given we've just no. we've just done this DLC so for the actual sort of start to finish of remake I'd say no but I think for future installments it would be nice to have this backstory of Yuffie yeah um, she's a bit of an annoying twat if I'm honest that's one of the, the drawbacks <laughs> of her she is very irritating hugely immature um, she's yeah very anime annoying I would describe her as like clearly younger much younger than a lot of the other characters and, and acts it it's not like all old shoulder uh, young head on young shoulders no this is this is young head on young shoulders and an irritating fucker at times 
But over time, she kind of won me over. I was like, yeah, she's quite cool. She's like some sort of ninja-based character. So in the end, I let old Yuffie off the hook. But no, a very enjoyable piece of DLC. Um, mm. oh, I, norm- nice. I don't always go back to these, but obviously they released it for the PS Plus version on the PS5. Oh, um, that's right. The PS, yeah, the, the, that that was then. I could then download the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Then this was on offer, like twenty percent off or something. It was like eleven quid, and mm. I thought oh, I'll jump into it. I did have an absolute nightmare <laughs> trying to claim the PS5 oh, yeah, version of this because I had used that's your right. version. So you lent me the disc for the the original. That's right. Because the PS Plus version at that time, you couldn't get any of the PS5 upgrades. And I was like, well, that's annoying. But luckily, mm. we've got the library of DIMP. And yeah. Mr. Adkins was willing to lend me that. So I played it on that. And what happened was, I couldn't then download the PS5 version digitally, which was now available to me because I had the PS Plus version. Because my license was tied to the disc version. So every time oh. I'd try and launch it, it'd go, where's your disc, mate? So I haven't got the disc, have I? I'm trying to. I'm using this version that you, you're giving away now. They're like, no, your license is tied to that. So mm. many days later, after going back and forth with Sony support, eventually they removed the license. Um, it still didn't work after that. This went on for like two, three days, and then one day I just went into the the, the storefront and I noticed there was a new section for this. It was like it said select version hit that mm. and there was two it's a ps5 version ps5 version so i just selected the second one and then that won't let me download so i think mm. at some point they added a new like separate it wasn't yeah. even on the page though it's just a version like a separate oh, version, a version for right. people that had fucked up their licenses before so that's <laughs> that's not the game's fault that's just sony's nah. fucking stupid ways that they've been doing things lately that should yeah. have been PS5 enabled from day dot, but mm. they fucking hung people out to dry. Got a load more sales because I bet people were like, oh, I want to play the PS5 version. Oh, and then shit, within yeah. six months, they went, ah, you can have it now. So, <laughs> <you> fucking <laughs> bastards. Anyway, mm. episode intermission, decent enough, impressive. The more I think about Final Fantasy VII Remake, the more I like it. And this is just mm. a great companion piece. So, a easy eight out of 10. 8.0, silver solid. Get, silver solid, boy. Get playing it if you're going to play part two, is what I'd say. Certainly, get, some, yeah. get some rich backstory. Let's just do it. Yeah. And good. that's it. It's not... Ain't no fucking time killer either. No, seven hours is perfectly reasonable. And like I said, that was me doing all the Fort Condor stuff and the training stuff and the VR stuff. There's extra stuff in there for me to do. There's another side quest I did. I was going around fucking ripping down posters. <laughs> I was like, what we're doing? But <laughs> I wanted the rewards. I wanted that material. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, beautiful. There you go. Anyway, that's a, another edition of Idle Game Chat in the books. As usual, if you've joined us and got to the end of this episode, we are very grateful for that. You can help us by liking the video if you're watching on there. You can leave us a review on your podcast platform or on all the major ones. Uh, or if you want to take it one step further, patreon.com forward slash digital is the place to go. But it's time for us to log off. Nothing more for us to say here, though, other than thanks for your time and ta-da.
This was a Dimp Digital production.